Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So this morning we're going to talk about prayer. And uh, this, uh, 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 this uh, message this morning is called A Beginner's Guide to Prayer. Now, some of you may be way down the track on this, but we're not going to assume anything today because we, we want to talk uh, to everyone and we want to get everyone on track when it comes to, to prayer. Over in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11, it says this, God has planted eternity in the human heart. And, and what that simply means is that in every human being, there, there is this gap. There is, there is this vacuum that only can be satisfied, can only be filled with God. And, and so part of the, uh, uh, the, the sermon today is to state that our creator wired human beings for prayer. If you are already enrolled in 40 days of prayer, by the way, we have never had such a, 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 a response for a small group emphasis as we've had with this one. We have had almost 100 people that have signed up for 40 days of prayer. And so, listen, I'd like to say it's not too late. And if you want to get enrolled, there are different venues that you can uh, find out. Look in our, in our bulletin, and we'll be glad to help you. And so, so we're, we're started down this track that I believe is just so timely, especially in view of the Holy Spirit weekend. Uh, Paul, Paul made a comment over in Romans 8 and 26 which, which suggests that even Paul struggled with prayer. And when you talk to people, especially when it comes to public praying, you'll find out that most people feel they're not very good at it. Paul said this over in Romans 8 and 26, we don't even know what we should pray. And a lot of times that's how people are or how we should pray. Even the disciples who traveled with Jesus for, for approximately three years and, and, and a bit, uh, as they were watching him and he modeled before them, uh, they were uncertain about prayer. And over in Luke uh, chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, that the disciples were meeting with Jesus, and one day Jesus was, was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Prayer, uh, praying and prayer are very, uh, very important. However, it seems like people have difficulties in, in, in talking, and God doesn't want us to have difficulties in talking to him. Now, there are some frustrations uh, with prayer that are caused by our misconceptions, and, and you'll, you'll follow me uh, along on this uh, uh, as, uh, as you look at your notes. Number one, prayer is, is not a, a magic wand. You see it right there at, at, the, at the top of your page. Uh, uh, prayer is not a, 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 a magic uh, uh, bottle, uh, uh, and, and prayer is, is not just a certain religious sign, and, and, and today will be a case in point. Mark my word. Today is a case in point. For those that will watch the Super Bowl, you're going to find some people out there, and they're going to have all kinds of signs. If they're Catholics, they'll cross themselves, you know, and because they're sending up, they're sending up all kinds of what they hope are prayers that God is going to answer. I want you to know that's a misconception. 
That's not the true definition of prayer. Uh, prayer is not a fire extinguisher. Understand, right? There's many people, that's the only time they pray is when they got to put out a fire or else uh, they are in trouble. I like this next one. This next one says, prayer is not a tug of war with God. Sometimes people, when they start praying, and the only time that they do start to pray, they, it's like, oh, God, I got to pick God, 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 please, 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 uh, please uh, uh, give me this. Or, God, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. You ever heard those kind of prayers? Okay, well, prayer is not. It's not, he's, it's not a tug of war. And, and, and prayer is, is not a ritual. Uh, to, to relieve our guilt. And, and there's been so many misconceptions of this uh, through, throughout, throughout the years. And Jesus, he spoke to this about, about you know, turning prayer in, into a ritual and, and, and repeating things over and over again. Matthew 6 and 7, it says this, and these were the words of Jesus. When you pray, do not use meaningless repetition, thinking that you will be heard for your many words. And so, you know, once again, it's the point that you just because you uh, say so many words and so many times and, and you beg God, that, that's not prayer. And so we want to bring some clarification to you today about prayer. And hopefully, as, as we get into this message, that you will understand God's intent for you. When, when he talks to us about prayer, and that you'll understand that there's something that God wants to do in each and every one of us because of prayer. And there's something that God is doing in, in, in our lives even today and, and in, in this service. So there are four foundational truths uh, about prayer, and you certainly will be able to uh, follow along uh, in, in your outline uh, this morning. Number one, God loves for me to talk with him about anything. Notice the point is not this. The point doesn't go, God loves for me to talk to him about anything. Sometimes that's the only time that the people will praise because, well, we're going to pray to God. No, listen to the point. The point is this. God loves for me to talk with him about anything. God wants to enter into conversation with us. God is interested in every dimension of our lives. God wants to be consulted in, in, in every, uh, every dealing, uh, every aspect, whether it be uh, a financial decision, whether it be over relationship, over what's going on. And we pray uh, today for healings and, and, and what's going on uh, in, in our bodies. God is interested and God loves for you and me to talk with him. Sometimes prayer is just a one conversation. It's just a one-way conversation. And pray, people get, uh, may pray and, and say what they, what they need or what they want. And that's it. True prayer is conversation with God. True, true prayer is when we not only talk to God, we take time to hear from God. To hear from God. Psalm 103, verse 13 says this, the Lord is, is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who, who reverence him. 
to those that reverence him, to those that just take time, to take time, as you would with any, any human personality, dignitary, any, any uh, person that you respected, when you came into the midst, you, you wouldn't just, just make it a one-way conversation. You just wouldn't tell this person all about yourself. You would take time to hear from them. You would take time to find, well, yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, oh, it's so good to be with you. And oh, I just love to know what's on your mind and uh, is on, on your heart. John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, says this. We can be confident approaching God knowing, knowing that he listens to us whenever we ask him for anything according to his will. And since we know that he hears us when we make our request, that we can be sure that he will answer us. So, prayer. Prayer is a, is a conversation. It goes on and says, prayer is a conversation it's not a ceremony. It's not something that we just uh, and memorize. And, and you, you've had your own prayers that you've memorized like myself. And it goes on to say, it's, it's not only a conversation or not a ceremony. It's a, uh, it's a relationship and not a ritual. And there's, I think there's a place right there on your handout to put these words in. Prayer is a conversation, not a ceremony, a relationship not a ritual. I don't know about you, but I know that in my time in the mornings when I am meeting with the Lord, uh, uh, there, there are often there's very little that I want to say to the Lord because I want to hear what the Lord has to say to me. And I, I take time to, to be quiet and, and, and to, to wait in his prayer, in his presence, which, which begins to, to, to pour into my life and, and helps me know where I should be headed in that direction. Here's a quote. If prayer is boring to you, you misunderstand the point of it. And you, you are taking, uh, talking about the wrong things. It's not duty. Prayer is not duty. It's a privilege. People often miss this verse after Jeremiah 29, 11. And take a look at this. And many of you know this. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12 says this. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you, I will give you hope and a good future. Then, we all know that. We know the first part of that. Then you will call my name. You will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen. Once again, it's, it, it's that relationship. It's entering into that moment where there's dialogue and we talk with him. A point number two this morning. God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. And this is, this is good news because so many times I, I've been with people and say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. Listen, just any prayer that comes from your heart that is sincere and simple, I guarantee you that God hears that prayer. God will respond. God, God will, will be attentive to what you're saying as long as it comes from a heart that is sincere and often uh, simple. You don't have to use flowery words or, or fancy phrases. And, and some of us that have been around for a while and some of us that are in public and some of us that have been called upon leading prayers, oh, we can really wax eloquently and we start, you know, getting all kinds of words. And sometimes we're probably the 
the, the worst example for you because sometimes we're using a lot more than maybe is necessary. And, and, and God really looks to you today to, to, to be in conversation with him with words that, that are sincere and just come from your heart. I remember Frank Tagani. And, and, and some of you will not know Frank, but we started, it was about 28, 29 years ago that Frank and a couple other fellows would come in uh, to the pastor's office uh, on a Friday morning, and we would just gather for a time of prayer. And, and Frank was not one that had a, a, a lot of a religious background. Uh, matter of fact, he was kind of the guy that, that came up through the school of hard knocks and he experienced a number of things, but he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and there, was a, there was an experience he had, and he knew that God was in him. And often when Frank would pray, um, he would pray this way. Matter of fact, it was consistent that Frank would pray with his eyes open. Now, that would throw off most of you. Because somewhere we have got the idea that we've got to pray with our eyes closed. But Frank never heard that before. And so Frank would always pray with his, his eyes open. And the other way that uh, Frank would pray, he would always look up to the top. He'd look up and, and he'd say, God, you know, um, I, I know, like, like almost like the fiddle around the roof type thing. He'd say, I know you're busy, uh, but God, could you take time? And he would be so sincere. And I am absolutely confident that every word that Frank would pray is that God would hear because it came from a heart that was sincere. And it may, it may have been simple and so forth, but God heard that prayer. Uh, Matthew 6, uh, 5 through, through 8 says this. This is just to encourage you this morning. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, those religious leaders, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They, they've received the reward uh, in full. Instead, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling on like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. We don't have to, we don't have to impress God. Just be sincere. Uh, we'll just keep it simple. Stay humble. And Rick Warren says, stay humble or you'll stumble. Makes a lot of sense, right? Stay humble or you'll stumble. Okay, so let's, let, let's just come back to 40 days of prayer. And here's the bottom line. Bottom line. And this is what the Holy Spirit is calling all of us, by the way. Wherever your prayer life is, the Holy Spirit today calls you to another level. Is calling you up to, to another level of intimacy with him. Hebrews 10 and 22 says this. Let us come to God with a sincere heart. And a sure faith. That's Hebrews 10, 22. Let us come near to God. Let's draw near to him with a sincere heart and, and sure faith. Point number three this morning is this. God likes to show his grace by answering prayer. Oh, boy. Now, this one is going to stretch your uh, mind just a little bit, but I want you to stay with me because there's some things I'm going to say and I'm just, some quotes I want to share with you this morning that I think are, are, are very uh, uh, meaningful and timely for, for all of us uh, here uh, this morning. So God likes to show his grace 
by answering prayer. Does a loving parent give a child everything they ask for? And, and all of us shake our heads. No, no. We know that a loving parent does not give the child everything that they want. And so, so, you know, a lot of times people, they, they, they get frustrated and disappointed because God didn't answer their prayer right away. And, and they, I prayed, and I asked God to do this, and nothing happened. And uh, many of you, you're there, and you've been there, and you understand exactly what, what I'm saying right now. Maybe you're experiencing something. And, and I came across uh, uh, some quotes that I, I think are, are, are helpful. I'll give you a couple. One's by John Stott. One's by Bill Hybels. And the other one is by, uh, by Rick Warren. And, and these are um, uh, in response to, to that question. Well, God, you didn't answer me. But then... Think about it for just a moment, okay? John Stott says this. Um, he says, God will answer no if the things we ask for are either not good in themselves or not good for us or for others, directly or indirectly, immediately or ultimately. Bill Hybels, he says this. He says, if the request... If our prayer is off, he says, if the request is wrong, God will say no to your prayer. If the timing, if the timing is wrong, God says slow. God says slow. If you are wrong, then God says grow. But if the request is right and the timing is right and you are right, God says go. I, I like what Rick Warren says about this because, you know, it's a question that all of us as preachers get. He says there are four possible ways that God will answer your prayers. Number one uh, will be yes. God will answer your prayer with yes. Or God will answer your prayer with no. Or God will answer your prayer with wait. And I like what Rick Warren says next. Or God will answer and say, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? Are you kidding? So there are a number of ways that we, we need to appreciate that uh, just because we, we have come to God, there are other things that God is working on in our lives and the lives of others. Jeremiah 33, 3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you. I will show you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. And what we need to appreciate, there's always the, the, the picture is much bigger than what you and I realize. Over in Matthew 7, 11, it says, If you, being imperfect and sinful parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you good gifts to those who ask him? Now, James chapter 4 and 2 says this, You do not have because you do not ask God. And that's been the challenge, the challenge that we've been put out or have been receiving as, as those that are participating uh, in the 40 days of prayer in small group is what are you asking God for? What, what, what is missing, what is lacking in your life right now that you know that you need and, and now God says, ask me. And so it's a step of faith and it's, we're, we're being challenged once again to come to God and ask him and believe him for, for the impossible. And I believe that we are in the day, I believe that we've come into a season 
that we're coming into a season as a church where that God does want to answer our prayers more quickly. I believe that I believe that Jesus is coming back soon. I don't know how soon, but I believe he's coming back soon. And 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 I also believe that that because of that that our prayers he wants to answer our prayers more quickly than they have been before. Point number 4. This is the most important clarification when it comes to prayer. Number 4 is this. God longs to be close to me. One of the most important reasons why you and I have the opportunity to pray is because God longs to be close to me. It's, it's more than answering your prayers. It's more than helping you and I with decisions. We need to understand that God longs to be close to us. God God. Has, has a desire. He created us. He created us out of love. He created us with plans. And, and as we read just a few moments ago, for, for us to, to, to prosper. But most importantly, God created us so that he could have a relationship with you and I. And the only way that we can have a relationship with anybody where gross is when we are communicating. And God has given us the wonderful opportunity a prayer to communicate with him. So God longs to be close to me, is, there, is our final point. God is, is waiting for you and I to talk to him. He's never too busy. He, it is something that he desires for each and every one of us. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 says this. The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show his love and compassion. There's a quote that I want to share with you this morning from, from Rick Warren. It says, did you know that? Did you know that every day that you go without prayer, without reading God's word, without spending time with God, God is waiting for you. You were made for this. You were made to know God. You were made for a relationship, for a fellowship, and his waiting. The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love, compassion. It's the whole reason that you and I exist, so that we could have relationship with, with God. Hosea chapter 6, verse 6 says this. I don't want your sacrifices... I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. And God has given us this thing called prayer where we can get to know him and to experience his love and the purposes and plans that he's had for us on planet Earth. One of the most amazing verses in the Bible is found in John chapter 15 and verse 15. Jesus says, or Jesus said, I don't call you servants, I call you my friends. I don't call you servants, I call you my friends. Jesus has given us that, that, that opportunity. He wants us. He wants you and I to walk away from church and our time on a daily basis and say, I am, I am the friend of God of God. I am the friend of God. And God has given you and I that, that, that opportunity. So I want to close with these couple of scriptures. Psalm 25 and 14 says this, friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. 
with them, he shares the secrets of his covenant. It's an, it's an incredible verse. James 4 and 8 says this, draw close to God and God will draw close to you. So you and I today have that privilege to draw close to him. Will you close your eyes right now and bow your heads? Today, it's so important. We've had it happen already in our service, and we, and we experience his presence, and, and you've had the opportunity. But if you are here today and you don't know Christ as a personal Savior, you've never invited Jesus into your life, you don't know him as your friend, this is, this is a time for you. And I would just really encourage people here today, if you're in this service and say, Pastor, I really want to know him as a friend, but I feel like I'm a stranger. I want you to know that this is your day to, to open your life. This is your day to receive Christ into you, into your heart, and into your spirit so that you, that you can walk away from here today and say, I am a friend. I'm a friend of God. So today, I just with heads bowed, eyes closed, you're here saying, man, I, I feel like I'm a stranger to the Lord. Just raise your hand. It's, it's just, if, if you say, I, that's the way I feel today. I feel like I'm a stranger. But I want you to know that the Lord wants you, wants you to come and be a personal friend. Okay, good, good. Okay, all right. Precious Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the way that you're moving over our congregation. I want to thank you for the way that you are speaking to us. I want to thank you for the way that you are, you are taking us to another level, Holy Spirit activity and prayer. And Lord, we just give you the praise and give you the glory for what you are doing and going to do now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 